Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Fanboy. Joining me today is my good friend, Brad. Welcome to the podcast, Brad. Hello, Kenny. Thanks for having me. No problem. I like that you're waving, even though people won't see it, because there is no video well, on this. But have it. <laughs> you're waving at me. I appreciate the wave. I can. Um, <laughs> I hear you have a confession for me. Yes. You know, actually, I have never seen the movie Ratatouille. You've never seen Ratatouille. All right. For our listeners, Ratatouille came out in 2007. It's a computer animated comedy produced by Pixar and released by Walt Disney Pictures. It's the eighth film produced by Pixar and was written and directed by Brad Bird. Mm. So tell me, why have you never seen it? Because you, you've seen other Pixar films. It's not like you're anti-Pixar. Yes, I've definitely seen other Pixar films. And actually, uh, I did not know Brad Bird directed Ratatouille until you just said that. And yeah, yeah and wrote it. Really it made directed. me think, was that before or after The Incredibles? Had to have been before that. Ratatouille, you know, I don't know. Let me look real quick. Because I really enjoyed The Incredibles. You know, Ratatouille, I think it just sort of, um, well, I won't say it passed me by. I remember when it came out in the theaters and I remember, yeah. well, you know, to me on the surface, it just seemed like uh, kind of, a predictable fable, you know, a rat knows how to cook something and helps a guy, but the guy can't admit it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I don't know if you remember me back then, but I was a bit cynical. <laughs> so I just yes. chose to skip that one. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, The Incredibles did come out in 2004. So it oh, came out wow. three years prior to this. Yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah. I should have seen this one and somehow I just, I didn't. But, but if it didn't appeal to you, because honestly, I can tell you, this is not my least favorite of the Pixar films, mm. but it's definitely not high up there on my Pixar. I love all the Pixar films. They're all mm. amazing. They're all well done, well, you know, written, great stories. But yeah, the storyline just didn't click with me as much as yeah. Toy Story and or The Incredibles or, you know, ones you like know, that. You um, know, I used to cook as well, too. Mm. So I I honestly think that in terms of like a demographic, I probably should have been right there buying a ticket. But yeah, honestly, I'm not sure why I didn't. So uh, all right, well, we're gonna fix that now. So <laughs> I'm gonna send you off to go watch it, and then uh -huh. when you come back, we'll discuss it. We'll see if it lived up to other Pixar movies. You know, do you regret not seeing it earlier? You know, was it no good? You know, who knows? Well, excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll find out actually in a few seconds, but for you, it'll be a little bit longer because you have to go watch it now. So it's off you go. miracle of editing. <laughs> and tonight before the dessert course, we present for your pleasure the traditional cheese trolley. To start, we have an excellent clochette, creamy, very nice, very light. Next, a brabi, hearty, with a surprising bite, I think you'll find. And finally, the pièce de résistance, a very special, very well. This is me. I think it's apparent that I need to rethink my life a little bit. I can't help myself. I, I like good food, okay? And good food is 
It's hard for a rat to find. It wouldn't be so hard to find if you weren't so picky. I don't want to eat garbage, Dad. <laughs> what is that? I don't really know. You don't know, and you're eating it. You know, if you can sort of muscle your way past the gag reflex, all kinds of food possibilities open up. This is what I'm talking about. I don't think any of this would have come up, but we happen to live in Paris, France. And it's so easy to find good food in Paris. It's just dangerous. You gotta rethink your life. He's right, you know. Let it go, Dad! All right, you're back with us, and you just watched Ratatouille for the first time. <laughs> yes. So, um... How long has it been since you've seen Ratatouille, Kenny? Uh, I saw it probably when it came out. I didn't see it when in the it theater. I remember not seeing it in the theater because it didn't appeal to me as much. But I'm a huge Pixar fan. So, I mean, okay. as soon as it came out on DVD, probably, I saw it. Okay. Okay. So, is the movie still kind of fairly fresh in your memory anyway? Uh, for the most part, yeah. I remember okay. bits and scenes of it, yes. Okay. Because I might bring up some stuff. I don't know. but um, But overall, I mean... I like the movie. Okay. It was different for me from a Pixar experience. Like I didn't, uh, I was surprised that there wasn't a, like a song, mm, you know? Okay. Yeah. Um, although I thought the soundtrack was great. And in yeah. fact, without the soundtrack being what it was and mm -hmm. as uh, jovial and energetic as it was, I don't think I would have uh, cared for the movie as much. Mm, okay. Yeah, because there were some scenes. I mean, overall, I like the message of the movie, right? Mm -hmm. uh, which is basically about, um, you know, embracing who you are as an individual coming into your own and sort of claiming your own place yeah. in, in that sort of thing, which I think is really cool. But by the same token, I have to say that just instinctively at a visceral level, I found myself like pulling back from these moments where all the rats are in the kitchen and they're like <laughs> making and doing stuff and all of this stuff. I'm like, Ooh, you know, yeah, but, but you're a rat. I mean, I had, I mean, this is a side, no, side note. I'm a huge rat and mice person. I love them. Uh -huh. You know that. Cause you had one. Yeah. And uh -huh. you gave him, gave her to me. Yes. Mabel. She, she, yeah. she became my most favorite rat between her and I had one called lunch because it was supposed to be my brother's snake's lunch and, it, and the snake never ate it. So he gave it to me because he knew I liked rats. And yours wow. was, she was the, my most favorite because she would climb up you on command and come on your shoulders. And so, I mean, I yeah. love, I, I don't mind multiple scenes with Dude, rats. Cool. Yeah. Well, see now, okay. And that's the thing is that, yeah, that's true. And generally, you know, I don't have a disdain for animals. Yeah. You know, certain insect insects, sure. But like, oh, yeah. you know, most animals, I'm like, oh, all right, just, you know, do your thing, whatever, yeah. interfere. But still, there's something <laughs> about like a rats whole in the kitchen? Swarm, swarm of rats <laughs> moving around, you know. And yeah. um, like, I don't know if you ever saw those movies. And actually, the funny thing is, is um, New Line uh remade this uh horror movie that was all about this guy who raised these rats mm. right 
and his favorite rat was named Ben. Oh, yes, I know. I know the movie. Ben. Yeah. Michael Jackson has a song. He sings about Ben. Yeah, well. The rat. Yeah. So <laughs> Michael Jackson sang that song for that 70s movie when it mm-hmm. came out. I remember seeing it way back when. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Crispin Glover is the guy who played um, the rat boy in the, in the new line remake mm. that was done probably right around the same time Ratatouille was. Mm, okay. I didn't realize they made a remake of that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Crispin Glover sings the song that Michael oh. Jackson sang. Yeah. Okay. He actually sings it at the end of, I mean, it is a bizarre movie, right? <laughs> and it's just got swarms of rats and all of this stuff. So I was kind of having flashbacks to those sorts of things, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. and um, and frankly, the idea that the the rat could control this this um, human being so easily just by pulling on his hair and (laughs) and that sort of thing. Uh There was a point where I was like, you know what, if I were a kid, I might find this funny because of the physical comedy. Mm hmm. But then again, as a kid, I might actually be scared that some rat could actually <laughs> control me like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that I mean, but you could you could say the same thing for Toy Story. Do my toys come alive when I'm not there? You know, I mean, I always Toy Story. I want my toys to come alive. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I always I had a horror. <laughs> I had a That's cool. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a horror person. I don't. I mean, I used to like it in my youth watching horror movies. But I always mm-hmm. liked, uh, I always had the idea of doing a short, and I still might do it, so no one steal the idea. I have it on record here. Because, you know, I'm a toy collector myself, I collect, and I keep them all mint and package. And the, the, the yeah. short was going to be called Mint and Package. And mm-hmm. it's where toys rebel because they've been not played with the entire time, which I kind of did that in Toy Story 2. You know, you yeah. got the uh, Stinky Pete because he has never been played with. He's yeah. you know, honoring, but they'd be, they'd be murderous. So they would, mm-hmm. you know, they would somehow get out of their packaging, come get me and put me. And then the end, the end shot is me inside sealed mint in the package. <laughs> um, and that's how it would end. But I mean, well, I've always had, you know, so yes, yeah, so I could see, you know. I love that. <laughs> and, and I will say that in my youth, um, the only um, movies like horror movies where it would be like a totem or mm. something that was not really an action figure mm. per se that was coming alive and doing evil stuff. Yeah. So I didn't have that same sort of association. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, um, but so as I'm watching Ratatouille, you know, and this is the other thing that kind of, kind of got me about the story is that um, the young chef, the human who ends up being uh, Gasto's son, Right. So he inherits everything. And um, Mm -hmm. and even though the shop gets closed down because it had rats in it, they just open up another shop that that (laughs) they still feed rats, you know. Yeah. yeah. Have working there. Uh, It was just it was a very weird movie to me. And I thought (laughs) that the um, the main hero. Well, I mean, the main hero is obviously the rat Patton Oswalt's character. Mm -hmm. Right. But that. What's that? Remy's the rat's name. Thank you, Remy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I couldn't remember it for some. Oh, reason. I, I'm looking at the notes right here. That's the only reason why. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> his, like his big brother is named Emil or something like that. I think. 
And, um, and that was actually kind of an interesting relationship. Just the idea that here is this, here's a brother who sympathizes with Remy's situation, but it's like, look, you know, this is our life and this is what it is. And, uh, and there's nothing wrong with how we're living, you know, in, in a lot of ways, I thought those family, yeah, yeah, I thought those family dynamics really worked in an interesting way, but then, you know, there's this human who basically gets taken over by a rat and moves from being the garbage boy to like this amazing chef. And then suddenly he's the heir to the whole restaurant. It's like, this guy never had to do anything. Mm. You know what I mean? He just basically kind of, kind of was, um, a sounding board for plot points to bounce off of, you know? Mm-hmm. True. And so true. I kept getting conflicted about which characters to really care about, you know? Yeah. So at the end of the day, the only one who I really kind of sympathized with and thought had a really strong arc was his, uh, well, not really girlfriend, but the, the female oh, chef. Colette. Colette. Yeah. Colette, yeah. That's, that was a uh, Jeanine Gruffalo. Oh, she voiced that character. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I would like to work with Janine Garofalo sometime. <laughs> Just put it out there in the world. Well, I actually, I have a script and um, I'm doing one of those um, uh, Netflix pitches. Oh, cool. So in about a week or two, I'll find out whether or not it goes on to the next stage. Fingers crossed. And if nice. it does go to the next stage, Janine Garofalo is one of the casting choices that I'd like. Nice. To Very cool. Go with, so. Look at that. Yeah. Tie it all yeah, together. So that's fun. <laughs> that's fun. But yeah, so overall, not a bad movie. I think it'd be something that um, if I watched it with kids, I'd be more interested in the conversation after the movie mm. to see what they thought of it you know, yeah. then I would the movie itself. How weird yeah. is that? Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. This is not, I, like I said, I've seen it probably once and mm. I have no interest in repeating it. Unlike Toy Story, which I've seen, you know. Many, many times. Yeah. So many times. And that's an unusual experience for me as well with a mm. Pixar movie that yes. I actually came away from it going, mm, okay, I get it. And we can leave it where it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was the same when I watched Cars. But then again, I watched Cars a second time, and I was like, okay, I actually enjoyed it more than, I, than the first time. So it might be the same with Ratatouille. Maybe when I yeah. watch it on subsequent viewings, I'll enjoy it more knowing I am happens. sure that there will be other things that will um, present themselves that I hadn't yeah. seen or thought of yeah. before. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, yeah. I'm going to say here's one other observation about Ratatouille that I noticed is okay. that it was interesting to me knowing that it was a Brad Bird movie Mm -hmm. that the main human antagonist was this very small little chef who actually reminded me a lot of Edna in the incredible. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. You know, and Mm -hmm. so I didn't even look in the credits, but I wouldn't be surprised if Brad Bird voiced that chef. He did with the, can you see there? Ian Holmes. as Skinner, the head chef. So it's Ian Holm. Ian Holm. Ian Holm. Yeah, he's the head okay. chef. Yes. Wow. And again, amazing vocal work from every one of those actors that you named. Pixar always has amazing yeah. 
voice actors. They can get the yeah. top quality and they always get the best performances out of them. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So in that respect, it was, um, it was definitely worth the watch. Yeah. And, um, Good. so in the end, you're glad you watched it. It's no, oh, yeah. 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 And as a cook, having cooked in restaurants for about four or five years or so, mm-hmm. I really liked a lot of the cooking sequences mm, and the way okay. that they moved through the kitchen because. See, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I would have liked to have done some of that with one of my earlier movies, but we just yeah. didn't have, you know, the, yeah. the freedom to get that, that kind of thing done. And it made me think, you know, that's an advantage of animation too. Oh, true. Yeah. And it's cool that you get that perspective from it. You're looking at it from something that very few people are going to look at it from, you know, they're not looking at the restaurant workers and how they're moving through and how they're cooking and the process in which, you know, which, in which it happens. Yeah. And I found all of that to actually be really pretty authentic. So yeah, really good. First of all, I want to thank you for your confession. So I'm glad you uh, got to finally watch Ratatouille. Yeah, thank you for letting me finally get it off my chest. <laughs> so I could very, move very on welcome. with my life. <laughs> no, this was a lot of fun, though. Thanks for putting yeah, out the Yeah, oh, and I'm sure, I'm sure you have a lot of more confessions. I know you very well, so yeah. you have more <laughs> confessions under there. So we'll, we'll, we'll uh, bring you back again for more confessions later. But for now, I want Beautiful. to, obviously, you've talked about being a filmmaker. I want to promote whatever you want to promote. So go ahead and give some websites and then all this stuff will be in our show notes as well. So you don't okay. need to grab a pen right now, but he'll run through all the stuff that, uh, you know, Twitter yes. and Facebook and all that fun stuff. So you can catch him. Well, my current project is kind of a, a response to the pandemic because um, for me, the easiest way to stay creative and um, keep making movies and things is to move into more uh, voiceover radio play and I hesitate to call it podcasting because I'm not really doing a lot of specific interviews, but what I've done is I've set up a website. It's called mountainfiremedia.com, mountainfiremedia.com. And that's like the umbrella for all of the other projects and video things that I have going on. The radio plays are uh, called the Torchtail Radio Show. And um, you can find that uh, torchtail.com and it's um, T-A-I-L, like a, like a, a singed tail. Gotcha. Uh, as opposed to T-A-L-E, like stories. Although the radio show specifically is about original songs, original stories. Right now, it's all me. So, you know, songs that I've written yeah. and perform and stories that uh honestly uh if the pandemic hadn't hit i'd be doing this stuff live in clubs around the valley and all of that sort of thing but there Mm -hmm. aren't any clubs and there's there's really (laughs) no place to perform live unless you take it digital so so there's that the last thing that i'm doing is a radio play called vice versus vampires where i'm taking one of my screenplays and putting it into um a fully audio presentation and then Ultimately, down the line, I want to take that and my other screenplays and take these audio presentations and turn them into animated features. Nice. So, um, so yeah, people who are interested in anime, uh, feel free to visit my site and get in touch. And again, it's mountainfiremedia.com. And they can get all your Um, information from there, Twitter. Directly from there. 
yeah, that one. Yeah, that's great. if you okay, if you just want straight up contact information, my name is Brad Havens. Uh, don't forget the S on the end, and that's the website name as well, BradHavens.com. All right, here you go, guys. So thank you again, Brad, for doing this. I really appreciate it. Kenny, I had so much fun. I did. Yes. Thank well, you good. for doing this. This is fantastic. We'll be doing this again, I'm sure, because like I said, lots of lots of skeleton confessions. <laughs> um, I want to thank my listeners for tuning in. And until next time, we'll be talking to you later. Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant, The Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with The Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable. Or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com. That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. Attention, attention. Are you a fan of MASH, one of the most groundbreaking television series in history? Then take a listen to the MASH 4077 podcast, where hosts discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. So come and find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 podcast or online at www.mash4077podcast.com. Confessions of a Fanboy is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative Work 3.0 United States License All Rights Reserved. Confessions of a Fanboy.